Hey everybody, this is Neethi and Adisa and welcome to Parenting God's Way. Today we're going to talk about something that is currently going on and we've had to deal with with our children. Uh, we're going to be talking about race, identity, and how we teach our children like pretty much about what's happening. It's a hot topic. Definitely. So in terms of our identity, who we are, um, I'm Adisa. <laughs> I, I am, my background is Trinidadian and Guyanese and Canadian. I was born in Canada, so I'm a Canadian. That's what I identify myself as. And I was born in India. Both my parents are Indian and that's my background. But when I, I've moved so much, I did not grow up in India. I lived in the Middle East, I've lived in Canada, and I have all these places and experiences mm. living in these places. So with our identities, we've had, we have children that have different cultures. But the one thing that we've decided when we got married is that we are not going to uh, put our culture first, but we are going to put the kingdom of God first and the culture of the kingdom first first everything else is after and this is important because um race is race can be subjective it can be relative yeah you know you could look one way but you're something else and it's just a yeah. point of argument you exactly. know like I, I, we, always, we always talk about like because we have mixed race children uh It'd be if they looked one way versus another. It's like when they go to school, who's gonna accept them, and and they have to know like who they are, so that way they don't need acceptance from friends. They need acceptance for they themselves. Need for themselves, yeah. And that's very powerful. So we try and instill that from such a young age that they can accept themselves and who they are. So like for me, one thing I do with our girls is I get them to look in the mirror at themselves, and I say. Who like show me pretty and I learned that from you like like show me pretty and they always point to themselves and it's like it's empowering themselves or I look at them I, I tell Jubilee all the time I'm like you don't need to look in the mirror like I told you, you look pretty the mirrors there doesn't yeah. confirm anything that you don't know we never really encourage them to look in the mirror we just dress them up and call it a day <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's that's one thing that I noticed that we've done. It's uh, that you've done really well in terms of like. Thank you. Really, no problem. Really getting that like, uh, in, really encouraging that culture. Because for me, I'm not I'm not here as much, uh, and you have really, like, championed that culture in our house. I noticed that like the girls take after you, and you've been able to really impart that wisdom into them. Thanks. No problem. Um, another thing too, like if you go with, um, you know, where you're from, like if you identify with your background or where you're from, um, our kids would be Indian and black, mm -hmm. not brown and black, not Indian and Guyanese mm -hmm. and Trinidadian like remember how you were talking about how one has the color but the other gets the nationality yeah so yeah so that's one thing our, I I because 
black is not a nationality. Let's just let's just say what this yeah, is. Yeah, it's a color. <laughs> it's a color. Yeah. And Indian is a nationality. Indian, Indian is a nationality. Yeah. So it's my it's my kids. All of a sudden, are like, yeah, I'm black and Indian. It's like, so you're a color and a nationality. Yeah. And they're still brown, and they're still the same color as me. They're the same color yeah. as me. So it's like, what are you mixed with? Yeah. It's not black and brown, or Indian and Canadian. It's yeah. Indian and black. Yeah. We've heard that so many times, even with like Asian, yep. it's like Asian and black, mm-hmm. you know? So one of the things is like when you're talking about race, especially with them, it's instead of saying, we don't actually, we just recently t- started telling JB that like India and like Trinidad and like understanding her background, but she understands kingdom culture before More anything More than else. anything, yeah. Like she doesn't. She doesn't see herself as brown, black or brown. black or any like yeah. any color. She sees herself as a girl. She sees herself as a child of God, and she sees, she knows that she's our daughter. So these are the three biggest things. Yeah, I've always like uh, even when reading the Bible to her, like kids Bible stories, and reading the creation story, I've always highlighted the fact that God made her and God made her wonderfully, and I've never. Um, highlighted skin color and i've always highlighted the fact that she's wonderfully made Mm -hmm. so i i remember i think i took a video of it i have to find it where i asked her i said jubilee who are you child of god who made you god made me you know and she knew this when she was like almost two Mm -hmm. and that foundation has been set Mm -hmm. that she's wonderfully made and she's not just a skin color. Mm. She's a child of God. We also do the daily affirmations with them, right? Yeah. Like, that's pow- that's powerful. Like, we have our one-year-old saying, I'm a child of God. And she'll start saying, I am. Yeah, and she wants you to lead her in yeah. these declarations. And it's basically saying that I am a child of God. And because I am a child of God, I am wonderful i am powerful i'm fearless i'm free i'm healed and we take them through these declarations to the point like now our one-year-old wants us to lead her in these declarations and she asks for it and our three-year-old wants to do these declarations by herself yeah yeah well it's another i guess what's another way that we actually do kingdom cultural over anything else is in our music mm-hmm. in a choice of music like we play worship all of the time yeah pretty much all the time <laughs> I, I can't think of one time that we're not playing worship or we're yeah. always playing worship or we play something that raises like the kingdom yeah and it creates an atmosphere <laughs> for the kingdom of god exactly always like we're always cultivating a, an atmosphere t- for god's presence mm-hmm. you know the word says that god is in the he dwells in the praises of his people mm-hmm. you know and we really live that out we always worshiping him and praising him and the kids always pick that up and even if the music is not playing i i think i heard this from seth doll he said that if if a child is um spontaneously starts up a worship song encourage it lean into it because it's something inside of them that's causing them to sing it out and so every time that they just out of nowhere sings a song that especially when it's a song that we haven't sang in a while it's so encouraging to me and i just lean in and encourage it even more even though it's bedtime Mm -hmm. and i want them to sleep Mm -hmm. we 
just pat them and rock them to that song. Mm-hmm. Isn't it right. powerful when they do sing the song and it's like, it's something that we're personally dealing with? Yeah. It's like, we might be, we might be in a disagreement. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they start singing a song in worship and it's like, yeah. okay, let's worship with them. And it's, it's hard to be mad when you're worshiping God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you an example. Just two weeks ago, I was putting our one, one Azuri, um, to sleep. She's just, um, one and a bit. And she started singing, you're never going to let, never going to let me down. And I think around that time, we were having some financial issues. Um, We didn't know if you were going to go back to work or not. And it was just so encouraging to hear that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely encouraging to hear that because like it's... Like God will never let us down. God will never let us down. And it's a reminder of that. And it's coming from a one-year-old. Yeah. It's like... (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, like, and it's it's true that childlike faith. Yeah, I think with children, you can just see how that what that looks like, mm-hmm. and you can emulate that. Like, it's like they're the leader in terms of that. Like, it's like come, Jesus says, "Come to me as little children." Mm-hmm. It's like, what more can we do than look at our kids and look at how they see God and look at how they see us and see, understand, like, wow, that's how we should see God. Like, yeah. they don't question whether they're gonna eat. Yeah. They don't question whether they're going to sleep. They don't question whether they have a roof over their head. They question nothing. Like, we're going out? Okay. They travel in the car. They don't think about it. Where it's gas coming from? Where is any of the stuff coming from? So I, f- I find that really powerful for us to adopt. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, with the... I think one of the things that we've also done in the home is... Because we put ethnic culture second in the back burner and really risen up the kingdom culture... It just shines through them. Like we're walking through the mall and they, they just start singing worship songs. Really like, loudly too. Really loudly. Yeah. <laughs> like we were in Costco the other day and, and Jubilee was like, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And she's just singing freedom, mm-hmm. you know, in or, Costco. <laughs> or whatever in our car, whatever in the car, our Azuri always says, excuse me, excuse me. So will I. She'll ask for the worship She'll songs. She'll ask for the songs. Like, they'll ask for a playlist. Like, okay, I want this song first. I want... You Make Me Brave. I want You Make Me Brave. I want So Will I next. <laughs> and then put Chick-fil-A on last. <laughs> <sighs> so, like, we, we encourage them to live live their life through worship and song and dance. Like, yeah. They're just dancing around. It's a party in our house pretty much all the time with these girls because we put on worship music or we put on, we put on songs and they start dancing. And yeah. That's that's more of the playtime. Dancing with each other and singing. So I think that really, that's one thing that... That's just that's living out of their identity as yes, a child of God. exactly. Right? They're not living out of their identity as like, oh, I'm Indian and black. Yep. Or brown and black. Yep. That is not even a thought to them. And, you know, when they go to school, they don't have to... They don't have to explain every single time, well, my dad is half this and half that, and my mm-hmm. mom is full this, so I'm quarter this, I'm quarter that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just it's just exhausting every mm-hmm. single time you have to explain what you are or what your background is. Well, like, think about this. You're Indian, right? Why are you Indian? Because I was born there. Right? And they, like, so they're not born they're there. They're not born there. 
So what are they? That is their background. No, but it's like, what are they? They're they're Canadian. They're Canadian. So they're what's a Canadian? Here. Exactly. Yeah. A Canadian is someone that's born there. Yeah. The nationality is more important than the color of your skin. Like, if you want to know where I'm from, I was born here. I'm yeah. from Canada. This is where I grew. Yeah. This is where I grew up. It's like, what's your background? <laughs> I'm Canadian. I was born in Canada. Yeah. Oh, where are your parents from? My mom's from India. My dad is from Canada. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to go any further. And it just starts going into like, well, what's the color of their skin? Yeah. And that's where I think that the world really is right now in this identity and skin color. Yeah. And it's really... Like, really, like, focused on that. Yeah. Like, emphasized on. And it's another thing that we were talking about. What you focus on is what you're going to get. Yeah. So if you focus on your skin color and, like, you know, oh, I'm black, so all of these injustice against black people and mm-hmm. all of this like stuff that happened to us, you're going to really take that on because that's what your focus is mm-hmm. and that's what you're identifying with. So it's like, I'm black, all of this stuff is happening to me, but it's not really happening to you. Yeah, exactly. It's you not know? happening at all right now. Nothing's happening to me right it now. It happened like 400 years ago. Yeah. And I think that's one thing where um, it's getting them to understand these like that they're part of the kingdom their identity is in the kingdom of god first yeah and not in um not in any race or creed or anything like not even where they're born yeah, yeah they're born in canada but even that that's not their identity yeah their identity is as a child of god and i think that's one of the, we reiterate that every day who are you i'm a child of god yeah. who are you i'm a child over of and god. over again and they confess it yeah and even like systemic racism or you know the hot topic that's like you know what did they get pulled over or whatever the case is it's like well were they following the law were yeah. they speeding like why did they get pulled over but mainly like i've i've also told jubilee that you know people won't like you because of what's inside of you mm-hmm. and that's what we talked about that right with her. not and we've never said oh they won't like you because you're brown and black but we've what we have told her is that sometimes people might not like you because of who's inside of you and who's inside of you and she goes holy spirit mm-hmm. you know so even that emphasis is like bringing it back to child of god yeah you know it's like and the word says like uh, ephesians 6 yeah we're wrestling not against principalities and spiritual yeah. powers. Yeah, and even... We're even... not wrestling against flesh and blood, but principalities and spiritual powers. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So they they know what war they're fighting. Yeah. It's not a matter... This war is not a matter of flesh. That's right. And so when someone's mad at me, it is not flesh. They, it's not a matter of like... They just don't like what's in me, who's in me. Yeah, exactly. And my kingdom is battling against their kingdom. I'm, if I'm part of the kingdom of light, that's right. Then they're part of the kingdom and of darkness. And that's what we bring, bring it back to. We always bring it back to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't like you. Don't just take it as like, oh, they don't like me because of my skin color. They don't like you because of what's inside of you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and also like the word that says, and um, God looks at the heart, mm-hmm. but man looks at, you know, the word flesh. The, yeah, exactly. I think it's in Samuel. Mm-hmm. It is in Samuel. It's in yeah. First Samuel 17. So even even if they didn't like you because of your skin color, because they said like, oh, you look dirty or you whatever the case is, she knows it's because of what's inside me. Yep. And also the fact that, well, you're looking at my outward and my outward is not what matters. It's my heart. 
mm-hmm. you know, and just having those like foundational principles. Mm-hmm. Just I think that was the biggest thing to make sure that was a deep foundation, especially as she gets older and she's about to go out for school. Mm-hmm. I think that was because uh, as soon as they say what's the first five or six years is like the biggest is the foundation of their development. Yeah, formation. And we wanted to make sure that spiritually she's very strong yeah because spiritually uh in the bible it talks about greater is he that's in me than he is in the world and so how can you cultivate that how is it that greater is he that's in you than he is in the world yeah right so we want to make sure that for both for all our kids that we really build up their spirit man yeah because that is what they need when they get out to the world and I, i i from my own personal experience i remember like battling with certain things because my spirit man wasn't built up. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I think about all the things I battled in my life and it's the majority of the time my spirit man was not built up for it. Yeah. And if I look at it for my children and I say, what can I make sure that I can do better for them? Mm-hmm. I can build up their spirit man to the point where that when they get out to the when they go to school when they're in the mall when they're everywhere they're like oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm and they understand where this where hate's coming from yeah um they understand that it's not them it's not their problem they don't have to take on anyone else's problem but it's someone else's problem mm-hmm. and and identify where it is for me it was like i knew these things like oh don't feel that way or don't take it seriously or you know god says you're fearfully and wonderfully made yes the word is very important Mm -hmm. but if you're missing um if you're missing the presence of god if you're missing the holy spirit to really give you that understanding Mm -hmm. to really um open your eyes to see yourself the way god sees you that that word really falls on deaf ears, mm-hmm. you know, because I've heard that so many times yeah. and it has never really impacted me till I was slain on the ground <laughs> and, you know, feeling his presence all over me and him just like telling me over and over again, you're my beloved, you know, mm-hmm. that makes a whole lot of a difference. That's mm-hmm. why it's so important to just have his presence yeah. You know, and another thing too, like we tell our girls, you're powerful because of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Holy Spirit gives you power. So whenever one of them gets hurt, we always encourage them to go release, yep. you know, go pray for them, release healing over them, you mm-hmm. know, to exercise your superpowers that Holy Spirit gave you. You yeah. know, you don't have superpowers to just like sit around. You yeah. are, you know, yeah. using those powers yeah. for for his glory well, yeah. to the point now uh, anytime that Azuri hurts herself or does something like and she gets hurt she wants to be prayed for first yeah she actually comes to you and <laughs> gets you to pray for her yeah. so, do you want me to pray for you yes oh you lay hands on her you pray and then you kiss it better and then she's like thank you and walks away yeah and it's one of, it's definitely something where I, I really admire what you did with Juby um with the attitude getting her to really like confront her attitude uh like putting her hands on her head you could talk about that like putting her hands oh on her yeah head. i don't know like um there were times that adisa was just at work for a very long time and i was just at home with both of them and you know uh, she would have moments of the 
I guess she didn't know how to communicate and they called them tantrums. And I was really asking God for a revelation in this area. And one day I was just like, okay, take a deep breath, put your hands in the air and put on a new attitude. So I would get her to take a deep breath, put her hands in the air and literally put her hands on her head and declare a new attitude. And most times, believe it or not, it would work, yeah. you know? And um, I would also do, um, in the morning I'd wake up and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And I would look up what rejoice meant. And it literally means to spin around in his joy. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that's how I would wake her up, you know, and she would say that. And then, she, you know, I would spin her around when she said rejoice. And it was just this fun thing. So sometimes when we did that whole attitude adjustment, I guess, like, mm -hmm. you know, put on a new attitude, when it didn't work, we would ask Holy Spirit to help us. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, Holy Spirit, help me through these emotions. And I would just walk her through these prayer. And then I just start to spin her around. Like, <laughs> you know, it was fun. Like, I'm like, come on, rejoice, rejoice. And then she just start to giggle and almost forget why she was even upset in the first place. Yeah, that's definitely something I, I really admire. One thing that you've instilled. Because okay. even with uh, Azuri, she does it too. Yeah. And you get her to take a deep breath. It's like, <sighs> yeah. And she puts her hands in her head and she puts on a little, like a one year old. So I'm, like, I, I think about this because it goes back to in terms of identity for me when I see it. Because sometimes when your identity is in a race or a color or a nationality, then with that nationality, race, color, ethnicity, whatever, comes attitudes. Yeah. And what ends mm, up happening is that, like, I'm a bad boy because I'm black. Oh, yeah. I'm a rude girl or all these different things. Mm, that's good. And it's because of your ethnicity, identity, uh, your background, your yeah. parents' background, where a country, anything. Like, you're taking on nationality, identity. Yeah. And I wanted, like, something that you did that I really love is that fact that they cannot take on identity uh, identity that's not theirs. Yeah, that's not kingdom because of the fact that even down to their attitude, mm. because they get they overcome things. Yeah, like that's you showed them how to overcome. Yeah, like even overcome anger and upset and being upset or being scared. Yeah, and all these anger, fear, and anger, fear, and being upset can lead into these things where now you're you hate. Yeah, and you become rude. You put up these walls. Where for them, they get over problems. Yeah. Like what two-year-old, what one-year-old and three-year-old gets over problems within minutes. Yeah. Like minutes, literally. Just they're, a... they're mad at something and then literally. They're over it. They're over it. And it's like you just take, put your hands on your head, put on your attitude and you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like. Like I, sometimes I wish I could do that yeah. so quickly, right? <laughs> like they have no other idea. They have no, they don't know anything else. And I think that we've also adopted it. We've adopted it into our household. Where yeah. We are, we would talk and we make sure that they hear us talking to each other. Yeah. And they hear us apologizing to each other. They hear us making sure that like they know that we're willing to work things out. And I yeah. think that's powerful for them to see to to see their parents work things out mm -hmm. and it's never about and it never holds up where it's like a uh, a race thing yeah or a uh what's called again a uh 
it's never a thing where you're like, ah, you're Indian and this yeah. is why you do this. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're black and this is why you do this. We don't even talk about, we don't actually don't even talk about our personal ethnicities in our home. Yeah, we don't bring those cultures. No, we don't. In here at all. Even down to like, even down to the food most times, we just eat everything and we just say it's food. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, we're getting Chinese food. Oh, we're getting Indian food. Oh, we're getting this. If anything, we're like, we're getting Hakka. Yeah. Oh, we'll go to Caribbean Wave. Oh, we'll go to, like, we're always saying the name of the restaurant or the name of the thing instead of saying, oh, it's going to be that, mm-hmm. or, uh, that, that type of food. And I think it's, it's real, it's helping them realize that they're not in ident- identity and culture. Yeah. Like when, when all of this stuff with BLM and race and everything started to happen, I kind of questioned myself like have we talked to her about race <laughs> like sh- should we because everybody was like oh we need to get books and we yeah. need to do this and that talk to your kids about this and that and so i actually you know i was like okay let me just see how i'm gonna you know talk to her about this and i started to highlight um different colors of flowers on our walks i was like look at this flower it's yellow and look at this one it's big and look at this one, it's blue, and you know, and it was springtime, and it was just beautiful. I'm like, isn't it beautiful how they're all be- different colors, and they're all flowers, and I started there. That was the foundation, I think. What? Well, you started like... before that, didn't you? You started with uh, How God Made Me, that book. Oh, yeah, but that never talked about color. No, but it talked about, like, the fact that God made everybody different. Yes. And uh, that, like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't such a hot topic then. No. But you, she identified, realized that God makes everybody different. Everybody different, yeah. And it's like, it's okay. Like, yeah. even, like, when they look, like, uh, remember when the other, like, last week, uh, Jubilee talked about her being, what, what, what did she say about her skin color? That she was yellow. Yes. And then she said, Zuzu's brown. Yeah. And Dada's brown. And Mama's Mama's yellow. yellow. Yeah. So she's she's identifying the fact that she is a bit lighter than Zuzu. Mama's a bit lighter than Zuzu. Then I'm darker than Mama, and I'm darker than Zuzu. So they, she's realizing. And then we had to tell her that, like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Where the com- where's the commonness, right? Yeah. You have two eyes, you have a nose, you have a mouth, you have ears, you have feet, you have all the same things as me. Yeah. And we had to get her to see the fact that, like, it doesn't matter about the differences that you have. It's about the common things that you can actually share. Yeah. And finding those commonalities. And she found them in her sister. Yeah. And then she realized, like, okay, there's no, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and- we're all different, but we're all the same. Yeah, because yeah. you even told her because she said, oh, my hair, look at my hair, because her hair is longer than hers. But she's also older. She's also older. Has, so, she doesn't also realize that her hair looks exactly the same as Azuri's. Like, when she was Azuri's age. So, and she didn't, I de- she doesn't realize that. Yeah. So we had to help, we had to bring her back in her place and be like, hey, your hair was the exact same. Yeah. And she's like, oh. And it's like, oh. And it's like, everybody's different. Everyone goes through different stages. And she can she realizes that she can go through those common grounds. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's we've done a good job with that, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've it's... done a really good job with it, especially with especially when it came down to putting kingdom over culture. Yeah. That's one thing that I think during I think that's one thing in COVID that we've really 
emphasized. Yeah, kingdom over culture, yeah. always. Because with culture, you can always find um, division. You can mm-hmm. always find differences. But with kingdom, there's unity, there's mm-hmm. grace, and it just brings everybody together. Well, the kingdom of God is, yeah, kingdom of God is unity, grace. Yeah. It does brought us together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, definitely, I we gotta keep going with that. I like it. Mm-hmm. I think we're done. I think so too. That's okay. it. Okay. 